What's up, Fathom fam? Uh, really excited about this conversation. Christina and I go all in on uh, questions that we get a lot, kind of frequently asked questions of the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. Things like, uh, what translation of the Bible should I be reading? What's a good way to start reading my Bible? How can I get a good habit of reading the Word? Um, how does prayer and worship, like how does that all um, blend in? And then hang on to the very end because I've got some nuggets, some of like jewels there at the end to keep you listening on, on, on how to interpret the Bible and how to read the Bible. I think that's going to be really helpful for you. So hang on and enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome to Fathom Beyond Sunday. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. I'm here. He's here. Present. 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 I was about to say the same thing. Present. Accounted for. We're here. We are braving the hot room, the hot studio for you guys. We do. So little known fact, we've got, we have air conditioned, praise God for that here yes, in Florida. But we have to turn it off for recording because it's loud. Very. And you would be annoyed by it, or at least we are. So <laughs> right in my we microphone. We love you, but it also keeps the podcast on the you know, more brief side. So. It does. It does. So we're braving we're braving the warm summertime whatnot. I don't know. It's just it's Florida. Yeah. Is it summer like eleven months out of the year? It is. Um yeah. So we wanna talk a little bit today just about the word about the Bible, about spiritual disciplines, about like questions that we get a lot. I say we, like people yeah. are just all coming to me, but a lot of questions you're no, getting. <laughs> a lot of times we're in DNA sessions or something sure. together and, and these questions are popping up and, yeah. and we hear them. And, and in anchor groups, a lot of these things come up in For in, sure. And, and if they get asked over and over again, sometimes it's a good refresher for us. Sometimes that's really good. Um, because we're asking that that question too, yeah. Um, so yeah, excited to to dive into these, and yeah. maybe one or two or three of these are helpful, or maybe you know somebody that's asking you this question, yeah, and you you haven't been asking it, but someone else is asking it, and right. it'll be helpful. Yeah, this is something you could forward and say, hey, there's a little discussion happening, yeah, about uh, these things you're curious about. Yeah, so let's fire away. Cool. Yeah, so this is not our true Q and A episode, but it's kind of coming out like a Q and A episode we've been talking about for like thirty five episodes. For sure. For sure. <laughs> cool. Um, so I'm gonna literally start with where should I start? This question comes up all the time, and I this is one I actually have gotten. Um, I'm new to reading the Bible, or I'm I'm new to to falling in love with Jesus at all. Mm-hmm. I'm new to this. I've never read my Bible cover to cover. Is that what I should do? Where should I start? Yeah. I, I've, I always, I feel like hear about it after people have tried to start mm-hmm. and they're like, I started in Genesis and I'm just doing good. Until you I know? got to Leviticus. Yeah. Until I got to Leviticus <laughs> and then it just all came crashing um, down. Now I actually... Leviticus is an interesting read to me Agreed. now, but it took a long time for me to get there. <laughs> it really <laughs> did. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm trying to think about this because we didn't like we don't do heavy preparation for this stuff, but yeah. we go unscripted for you guys, Fathom Beyond Sunday listeners. A lot of times, I'll I'll say the Book of John because I think it's a, a very it's not chronological and it's a very engaging gospel. Um, it's beautiful it, prose. It's written differently. It is, yeah. There's there's so much just thematic motifs that mm-hmm. makes it 
easy to understand and really the divinity of Jesus from, you know, the start of it and just that, you know, John is just a dude just pointing to Jesus and it's like he's kind of all right. of us, you know, right. as Christians. So And there's not a lot of um interpretation that happen, happens mm. has to happen in John because they're not parables there. Yeah. It's Jesus working miracles. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I honestly think the Gospels is usually where I send people. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you just read through the, the four Gospels, like read through there. Yeah. And then move right into Acts. And like I, I think you can really get a rhythm starting at the beginning of the New Testament and then and working through there. I would say, like, I became really, I mean, the first 10 years of following Jesus, just really knew the New Testament pretty well. A um, lot I didn't know. Um, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. Um, but I really became really familiar is probably what I, I would say in the first 10 years of following Jesus. And then for the next 10 years, I just kind of made it my task every year to grow in the Old Testament. Cool. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the path everybody else needs to go on, yeah. but I'm just saying my story. that That's kind of what the past, you know, 20 plus years have looked like for me. Yeah. Um, so... That I also think the book of Ephesians is is awesome. Book yes. of Philippians mm-hmm. are really good letters that I would read over and over again. Um, the book of Colossians mm-hmm. is another good short letter. If you're going to read yes. letters, those would probably be the three I'd point you to first. Right. Is Philippians, Ephesians, and Colossians. They're all close to each other, so that'll yeah. work out for you. Speaking to people and to, to mm-hmm. hearts. The book of James is always one that really resonates with people because there's a, a lot, especially when you hit that season of, man, my faith's going really strong. And then it's like, it gets really hard, mm-hmm. really quick. Um, hit that brick wall. Start James 1. It's true. <laughs> Brothers and <Literally>. sisters, <laughs> consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, That's knowing right. that the testing of your faith will produce perseverance. So that's a good place to go when you hit that wall. It is. I loved, um, so Luke was the first gospel I read front to back and he's like Mr. Historian. So Mm -hmm. I loved that. That was great for me. Um, but now I'm super in love with John too. (laughs) I just, I do. I love it. Um, and that's not anything against Matthew or Mark. I, I read through Matthew with my class of eighth graders last year. We started in August, a chapter a week all the way through. And it was absolutely amazing. It was wonderful. I loved it. Um, but my, I spent six months in acts Yeah, and spending six months in acts makes you want to read those letters. Just saying like when you learn, the more you learn about Paul and, and who he is and who God changes him to be, mm-hmm. um, you you want to read those letters so bad. Let, let me say something just about kind of where to start is as much about where to start, like how to start. Yeah. And one, start with a dedicated time that you're going to do it. Um, I'd say at least four to five days a week. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you're going to do it one day a week, you're not going to see a lot of you know, um, traction. Mm-hmm. If you do it two times a week, you're probably not going to see a, tra- a lot of traction. In fact, statistically, like emotionally, your life changes when you're reading the Bible at least four times a day. Yeah. Like they've plotted this stuff and done data on it. And when you read the scriptures at least four times a day. Four times a day or a week? Four times a week. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. That. Um, not trying to like. <laughs> um, at every meal and a snack. <laughs> yes. 
um, there's just traction. And, and it's interesting that it just showed up on the statistics at four because mm-hmm. right now it's more than half my week. It, there's just a, a right. It's the, the seesaw tips at that point. So not for nothing, but, yeah. you know, really, really try to engage daily, get in a rhythm. And then, um, and so I, I would say that's one how I'd also say explore different ways of reading the scripture. Yes. So um, read the, like, or listen to the entire book. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're, before you even read the book of John or you read the book of Philippians, the letter of Philippians to the Philippians, you're going to listen to the whole thing. Philippians, it probably takes 20 minutes. Right. Take a walk, listen to Philippians, and then the next day start reading it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, your experience is going to be really different. You know, I'd also encourage you, and we talk about how to read, like like read an overview first of somebody that kind of helps you dive into the culture, whether it's a, a Bible with a commentary that kind of gives you an overview. One of my favorite books for this is uh, Henrietta Mears, um, What What's the Bible? What the Bible is all about. Mm-hmm. She's a long time ago. This is Billy Graham's Sunday school teacher. Yes. Um, we have it in the resource center. There you go. I didn't know that. <laughs> I probably told somebody to do that and it's there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's a great book for that. You can read a few pages and kind of get a good kind of overview um, for yeah. it. So. The Bible Project videos are really good for that. They're awesome on YouTube um, as well and on Right Now Media. That's I think right. a lot of those are on there. So. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so read, read, listen to the whole thing. Um, you know, don't, sometimes you do chapter by chapter by chapter, and that's fine. Um, but sometimes you want to read slower than that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, where's the break in a section? You know, pay attention to those. Oftentimes they've been done intentionally. And so really slow down to what's being said here. Right. What's being said? What what are, what are we understanding about what the author is speaking? God is speaking through this author. What what is God communicating here? What's taking place? Throw yourself into the story. Yeah. Imagine you're in that first century culture and receiving it. And yeah, yeah. So just a few thoughts. Read fast. Read slow. Have a paper Bible. <laughs> things like that. Take notes. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of good tips I can give. Yeah, and I think. Um, Something I I feel like you've said it before. I know that I read a book that that said to do this um, habits of the household, which we love. Um, it's but reading list. <laughs> that pair it. If this is new for you, if if reading the Bible is new for you, pair it with something you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Something that yeah. is a part of your routine. Yep. You are already doing it. Pair it with that, so that this is something like it almost feels like a reward to even start this habit because you're, you know, it's something that you already do. And I don't think we, we don't need to like the reading the Bible is the reward in and of itself. It's the word of God. It is life giving. But when we are starting new habits, it is not easy. Like it is, it is very, it it can be very difficult in our hurried lives to add something else in. So, so pair it with something that you're already doing at a habit that you've already formed, whether that's in the morning or whether that's in the evening, whether that is your lunch break, whatever, um, pair it with something you're already doing and something that in your life that you love doing. Pair listening to your Bible, you know, when you, you love making your morning coffee or, you know, you love jumping into your car and, and riding down the street to go get your soda or go get your Starbucks or whatever, like pair it with something you love doing, um, so that you know that you'll, you'll keep it up. You'll get to that for maybe. I know for Taryn as a mom, I mean, she's just found 
like she's got it. She has to get up early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's we've got three kids and they're all just begging for attention and, right. and needs and, um, you know. And I, I I like to think I'm helpful with that, but oftentimes my kids walk right past me to ask, "Mom, it's that classic situation." <laughs> it's a stereotype I like, for a reason. <laughs> I always feel just like I'm so loved when they ask me for something. You know. So anyway, um, she she's just for her like she has to wake up a little bit extra early Mm -hmm. and she cherishes that that extra time you know um there and so maybe that's a part of the how right because it's like literally quiet time make a plan yeah make a plan plan. and go for it so we've talked a bit about how and about where what about like what should we read what bible translation should we read i'm new to this if i'm new to this what should i be what translation should i be reading yeah we we do get this one um (laughs) quite a bit um and it is the one that you're going to understand and the one that you're going to read. You know, I, that's often what, what we tell folks with this. Um, so I, I read like a handful of mm-hmm. translations. I, I don't just read one. Um, I, so I my morning study is the New American Standard, you know, Bible, um, mainly because someone got that one for me and it's a really nice cover and it's got big margins. I could take yeah. notes. So I love that mm-hmm. for that reason. It's got big margins. And, and there's no commentary in it. That was actually important to me. I didn't want any commentary in it. I ha- Now, I have a study Bible open constantly right. right next to where I read the Bible every morning that when I want to, I can flip and I can get commentary. I can get inf- more information on it, and it's sitting in front of my computer, which is asleep, and I'll open it and dive mm-hmm. in when I need to dive in on something, but it's, it's raw. So I, I read that. I preach from the NIV. Mm-hmm. Um, my study Bible is the ESV. Right. <laughs> so I'm a little bit all over the place. Oftentimes I'll tell folks the new living translation is just very readable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody even mentioned the passion translation, which is an English translation right. uh, just for the new Testament. Um, now yeah. that some people have found really, you know, easy to read and helpful. Yeah. I think if you asked five different leaders at Fathom which translation, you might get five different favorites from everybody, right? And that's just, like you said, the one that you'll read, Mm -hmm. the one that whether it's a, like you said with yours, like it's got a great cover and it's got big margins. Like it's a, there's a, there's something to Mm -hmm. the sensory experience of a paper Bible. Yeah. For sure. Um, there's something to the, the, you know, loving the Bible that you have, mm-hmm. <laughs> like loving the, you know, whether it's the, the feel of it, the weight of Don't it. Don't cheap the, out. Get a good Bible. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's Come something on. about, about that. How much you're going to you spend on your phone. You probably spent a thousand dollars on your phone and you're going to like balk at a $50 Bible. All right. Come on. Someone just got called out right now. <laughs> that just happened in That traffic. just happened. <laughs> Toes step on. Um, but yeah, I just, I think there's something to that kind of sensory experience too, um, that makes you want to do it, right? Like if you hate whatever, if you hate, if the print is too small and you hate it, if there, if there's no room for, um, margins, if there are, yeah, there's no room in the margins to make notes. If there's, if the page is over half commentary and you can't really like decipher between what is the word of God and what is the word of some dude, like, Chuck it and move, like pass that on to somebody who wants that, who needs that and get something that, you know, that you're excited about. For sure. So, um, well, okay. In this quiet time, we're, we're diving in, we're reading where we've gotten on a little bit of a, maybe a habit of, of, you know, getting that four to five times a week where we're getting our Bible reading in. How do worship like musical worship 
and prayer factor into that time? And what does that look like to sort of like combine these spiritual disciplines? Um, Mm -hmm. What is that? What does that look like? And and what am, am I doing it wrong if I'm only reading and not praying? Am I doing it wrong if I'm only, you know, if I'm singing scripture in my car, but I never actually open my paper Bible? Like, talk to me. Yeah. Um, one, it's not some magic formula. Right. Right. It, it's not some, I'm doing this wrong, I'm doing this right type of thing. There are proper ways to read the scripture, and we can talk a little bit about that. But... Um, you know, I, I think they can, like, there's there's a an intermixing there, clearly with reading the scripture. Like, we must pray to read the Bible. Um, we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's working on both sides, working with the authors to, inter, you know, to inspire them and to know what God is speaking. Um, and it, it, it's the, it's the, um, you know, it, it's it's directly from God through their mouth. Um, but it, the Holy Spirit's working on our side to help us understand it. Yeah. And so we got to pray, you know, Lord, help me understand this. You know, so there's always a prayer element, not just to understand it, but guide me into the truth, you know, help. Like sometimes we're going to be confronted with our attitudes. We're yeah. going to be confronted with our emotions, our anger issues, or, um, you know, people who have hurt us. And we're being like God is calling us through the scriptures to forgive and oftentimes, if we're just kind of in the checking off the boxes mode and just moving on, then we're not going to get to the end result, which is, okay, what is God speaking to me and what am I going to do about that, right? Yeah. So that takes a little more slowing down than often what we want to. We just want to be like, all right, cool, feeling like a good Christian, getting the feel goods. But but some days it's not just, hey, you know, being reminded of God's mercy and grace, sometimes like we need to be, you know, um, lowering ourselves and humbling ourselves, you know, before the Lord or in our relationships or whatever it might be. Um, and so, you know, so, so slowing down. So I think there's an intermixing there, um, with prayer clearly and with uh, worship music in particular, you know, often for me, I will not play worship music. I, there's actually worship music without, lyrics and mm-hmm. it's and and it doesn't have like the melodies in there either mm-hmm. which that's actually the stuff I worship to I know that's probably weird for some um and I'm actually a little bit weird about worship music I'm probably not going to go into this right now <laughs> um but it's it it's meaningful like for me I can't help but sing along and really enter into worship like when worship music's playing so I often the weird thing about me is I just don't casually listen to it often right. Um, I, I, when I'm in, I'm, I'm like really entering in. I, I just don't take it casually. I'm not judging anyone who does, but I just don't. Um, and I think it's something to do with my, you know, history as a worship pastor. Or something. Which means there is a, a clear difference between worship music and Christian music. Like yeah. all Christian music is not worship. Like some yeah. of it is, is pretty. And like there yeah. are songs that can be on casually in the background. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah. not all of that is. I, I think I'm weird. I I don't know what it is. I have not been able to put my finger on it. Somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, you know what it is? Is you're weird." <laughs> so <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. You've already agreed with them. Yeah. So. For me, in my heart, I honestly th- there's just such a, a reverence for the presence of, of mm-hmm. God. And as a a, a songwriter and a, and a worship songwriter, I, these songs are meant to be entered into. Right. And so. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm off not topic. lightly. So, yeah. so there are there are worship 
songs that are that have no lyrics and no melody. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so that's what they're you... instrumentals, and that's what I'll find myself. I you know I study the word with that in the background. Okay. I um, I'll just stop before I study the word, and and I'll just pray and and um, just have a time of, of worship to the Lord before that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's the only way to do it. Right. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. I'm saying that's what um, what my kind of time with the Lord often looks like is a mix of that. And often I'll go on a walk, you know, um, before or after and just turn on some worship music and, and, you know, and and, and worship. Be demonstrative in that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I find myself a lot of times reading in my Bible and hearing a song in my head. Mm -hmm. So many times as I'm reading something, I'll like jot down a couple of notes or whatever. And then, and, I can't until I hear that song and and uh-huh. sing that song. I can't even continue go, on. Yeah. I can't move on. Yeah. And then I'll end up with a song in my head. That for sure happens. We've talked about this before. I cannot read Revelation without singing part of the book of Revelation, but it happens all throughout the all throughout the scriptures. A lot of what I grew up singing were psalms set to music. And so there are a lot of psalms that I don't even know that I've memorized half a psalm. Until I'm reading it and I'm like, I have a tune with that in my head. Taryn has all these like childhood, like Sunday school songs. Yeah. I didn't have any of those. I didn't remember that, um, any of those, but she's got one for everything. Like every scripture, she's got a song. She's <laughs> so, got a song. Um, but it's cool because it, it is bursting from our heart. It, it, it's praise and these things do help us remember and re- recall. And, yeah. um, you know, some weeks we're singing those songs and we need them. We don't even resonate how much they're, de- you know, it doesn't even resonate how much they're resonating with us. Right, yeah. right. How the world, how the word will return to us when we need it. And it's not ever mm-hmm. void that we're, we learned this song. We didn't know when we learned that song, what part of scripture it was in. It sounded biblically sound. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we're learning it and it's got, you know, maybe a, a good beat or whatever. Yeah. Um, we like the, we like the sound of it. And then we come across it in the Bible and go, oh yeah, yeah. it's, there's, there's more to this than just a good beat. There's This is yeah. the word of God that we've been singing over ourselves and over our family. Yeah, That's yeah cool. for sure. That's cool. All right, so any, any final notes about um, habits or, or things? I know we talked a little bit about electronic Bibles before we hit record um, and what can be the dangers of that, things like that. But what are, what are our final... I, I would What's say a cu- couple couple thoughts on reading the word. Um, and these are passed on to me. They're not from me. Um, but just think about it. Like when you're reading the word, you, you have to make two journeys. One is you make the journey all the way back and you're crossing a lot of borders. You're crossing chronological like time. You're crossing geography um, you're crossing language. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be one more. Sometimes gender. Yeah, gender. Right. Your cross culture. Mm-hmm. That that's the one I was looking for. So you're crossing some borders. So you got to make that journey first before we can say, "What does this mean to me? Yeah. What is, how do how do I apply this to my life?" If you don't make that, then you, well, you've skipped out a lot, and uh, it, it we can't be certain that you're. Um, interpreting it appropriately. So we've got to make both journeys there and then make it back to, okay, what does this apply? So don't skip that first one. And most people, when they open up the Bible, they're like, how does this apply to me now? Take the time, take both journeys. So that's, I think that's helpful. 
And the second thing is that um, a professor of mine um, once said, he said, you know, just imagine that you're reading, you know, the book of Philippians um, or 1 Corinthians, right? And you're interpreting this. You're saying, okay, what does this mean? And you're talking about this with a friend. Like we're doing it. We're talking about it. Imagine that the Apostle Paul walks in the room and overhears what you're saying about this text. You want him to be able to say, that's exactly what I meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so we've got to be careful if we don't, if we take it out of context, if we misinterpret it because of what we want it to say, or just frankly, we're not willing to slow down, um, then it's it's possible not only are we taking it out of context, but we're putting words in God's mouth. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's a dangerous that's a dangerous place that I don't think any of us want to be. So, right. so slow down, enjoy your time with the Lord, enjoy reading the Word, and uh, just take that as a little healthy fear of God. You know, of like um, to to read with a, a reverence and a humility as we open up our hearts and know that God's given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth about Jesus Christ. So, uh, even though it feels like a um, quite the journey. God's given us the Holy Spirit to guide us, and yes. that is uh, that is for our benefit. That's a good thing, and uh, the time spent with the Lord is never time wasted. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Well, guys, we love you. We're, we're so glad that you joined us today for this conversation. Um, if you want to connect with us, you can always text the keyword FATHOM to 97000 and follow the prompts. You can get uh, prayer there. You can connect with groups there. You can, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to connect with us and and we can answer your questions there, all kinds of stuff. So um, yeah, if you have a question, you can always email us at info at fathom.church and we're looking forward to uh, a real Q&A episode someday in the future. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We'll see you back here next week. Nailed it. Nailed it.